0: The Shy Chat Podcast, Stories That Connect. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Shy Chat Podcast. This is your host, Peter Reinholdt, and I'm glad you've joined us again to hear another extraordinary story. Over the past week, I've been settling into what is seemingly our new normal and trying to be thankful for all my blessings. Last week, a good friend shared with me a list of daily self-reflection quarantine questions that I'd like to start our show with. What am I grateful for today? Who am I checking in on or connecting with today? What expectations of normal am I letting go of today? How am I getting outside today? How am I moving my body today? And what beauty am I creating, cultivating, or inviting in today? I'm not perfect at these by any means, but these questions have provided me daily inspiration during some tough days. I recently got the opportunity to talk with Tony Lattimore, an executive assistant on our consulting team in Chicago, and we discussed her passion for giving back and motivation for service. She describes her inspiration and journey towards achieving her master's in nonprofit management, her personal connection to the March of dimes, and her new role as KPMG ambassador of Giving. All right. hello and welcome to the Shy Chat Podcast. And today I have Tony Lattimore with me. Hey, Tony, welcome to the show. Hi, Peter, how are you? Typically, we like to have these conversations in person, uh, but unfortunately, we're not in the same room together uh, due to the COVID-19 quarantine. So uh, I imagine you're very busy at home, uh, as, as seems like most people are. Um, how are you and your family holding up?
1: Um, we're doing pretty well. The the youngins are getting a little restless because there's I have a large family. Um there is eight of us in this house. Eighty, um, my, wow. Yeah, my husband and I, three of our four girls and three grandkids. Um wow. so the little ones want to get outside and fortunately, um, in the area we live in it's not the safest thing for them to do. Uh
0: what have you been doing to make sure they don't get too restless and that everybody doesn't get uh to have, to have too much cabin fever.
1: Um. So a couple of things that we're doing. We do, um, the kids and I on Saturday, um, we made a grilled cheese, the rainbow grilled cheese. So we talked about hygiene. We talked about washing your hands before you eat. We talked about how um, people are kind of scared right mm-hmm. now. So that's what I'm doing with the little ones. And then the project that I have with the older ones and the rest of our family is that we're going to be doing um, either Instagram Live or Facebook Live, where we're actually highlighting nonprofit organizations. Um, our goal is to help people remember that um, there are still people in need um, as we focus on COVID-19. We kind of got laser focus on our families right now, but there are still some people out there that um, need help. So we'll be highlighting different organizations, not just our favorites, but um, ones that people can reach out with, and our goal is either just to get them to think about it or at least get them to um, donate to it.
0: Yeah, that that's admirable, especially in this time of, of so much suffering for, for many. Um, what kind of nonprofits have you been recently highlighting?
1: Um, so, of course, the first one will be March of Dimes because that's our favorite because our um, my daughter Dariana was born premature, um, and it's the one I champion in the office in Chicago, and they're actually in the middle of their um, capital campaign. Um, mm-hmm. Then um, we're going to do homeless, because that's something that is very um, dear to Dariana's heart, um, mm-hmm. so we have to make sure we highlight that. Heart disease, um, we're also going to do cancer, um, probably Hopkins lymphoma, and a few others. Um, and then I'm going to take suggestions from the community about what they want to hear, uh, what organizations mm-hmm. that they know. Um, are in need of help, and I'm going to do some research and and highlight those.
0: Well, that's awesome, especially trying to make make it make good out of a bad situation. And it sounds like you and your family are doing just that. Um, I guess kind of shifting gears a little bit to talk about your family. You you mentioned that you're in the house with a number of children right now. Uh, who else are you quarantining
1: with? So my husband and I are quarantining um, with. Three, three of the four girls, so I'll do them in order, and I get, have special names for them, so I'll, I'll tell you about it that way. So my oldest girl is 27. Her name is Demia. Um, she is my child. That's my artistic child. She can draw. She can interior decorate. Anything that has to do kind of like hands-on, that's Demia. And then I have my world traveler. Her name is Jessica. Jessica is not in-house. She's actually in Atlanta, so she's 700 miles away. She is what I call my future CEO, um, because that's the way she thinks. And then the other two girls, one is 21, her name is Jordan. Um, Jordan is another artistic one, but she's my creative mind, my dancer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have my little innovator, that's Dariana, who's 14, she's my pretty brown eye. Dariana is the one who constantly keeps me on my toes and is one of the reasons why I got a master's in nonprofit Mm -hmm. administration.
0: Yeah, and, and you mentioned Dariana is the one that uh, is the reason you got involved with March of Dimes.
1: Yeah, um, Dariana was born 11 weeks early. She was 3 pounds and 6 ounces, and then she dropped down to 3 pounds um, with, overnight. Um, she was a NICU for a while. She had um, respiratory distress syndrome, um, sleep apnea, um, just a few things that... Babies that are born in NICU, are born premature, deal with, and it was because of the March of Dimes. Um, as I learned, as she got older, that some of their research helped her. They are the ones that have surfactant that um, mothers get when a baby's born premature. They help de- develop their lungs. Mm-hmm. I got that shot um, when I was in the hospital. And usually, March of Dimes are stationed in different hospitals throughout the city. Like for us, it's Northwestern and the University of Chicago. Well, Dariana was born in Indiana, um, so I didn't have them on site. But once I learned about the organization and what they do to help pa- parents to stop pre- prematurity and birth defects, I was sold. So they're our family's number one organization that we support every year.
0: Yeah, and, I, and I've actually worked with you in the past on at March for Dimes at KPMG. Um, so how did you get involved with
1: March of Dimes and bring that to KPMG? So I wasn't the original one who brought it to KPMG. It was Fran Fields. And then when Fran retired, um, she was another admin as well. When Fran retired, she was like, okay, Tony, I know how passionate you are about this. How about you take this over? There is... Uh, Unfortunately, no shortage of families in the office um, that are experiencing one of the things Marjorie Dimes helped with.
0: Well, and, uh, yeah, actually, I'm just thinking about this right now. My my sister works for a company, and they actually helped a manufacturer, surfactant. And it's kind of funny. It's uh, interesting to talk with you and seeing that come to life as something that really helped you and your family and probably helped Dariana's life.
1: And it it definitely did. Um, One of the things, because I had an emergency C-section, so I was not awake when she was born, but one of the things that the doctor said was that um, she woke up screaming, and it's because they gave her that medicine that she was able to use her lungs to be able to make that crying sound that she made.
0: Amazing, amazing. And if if someone that's listening to this podcast is interested in getting involved with Martha Dimes and with this organization, uh, what's the best way for them to do so?
1: Um, just reach out to me or Andrea Rottbro. She's a partner that's um, champion for Martha Dimes. But KPMG also has a team that usually walks every year. Um, We're not going to walk this year because of the quarantine. But what we are going to do, um, they're they're changing their campaign to. March for Baby Step Up, so on May 15th, um, all of the organizations around the country for March of Dimes are going to do a step up goal where you actually get a number of steps, and we're trying to accomplish one goal for everyone, so I don't have all the details on that yet, but it it sounds real exciting, and they're going to get kids involved with TikTok, and um, they're going to have corporate challenges, so I can't wait to see how this turns out.
0: Great. That's awesome. Um, and I guess let's uh, let's. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier uh, in the conversation. Was that you pursued and achieved a degree in nonprofit management? Uh, why did you Why did you pursue that degree, and uh, what
1: was your motivation behind it? So my motivation was twofold. The first motivation was um, Dariana. Um, Dariana, when she was eight years old, decided that she did not want um, any presents for her birthday she wanted shoes for the homeless. Um, my husband and I thought she was joking. She was eight years old, you know, about eight, eight year olds on a birthday present. Of course. <laughs> but she was serious. And after about three conversations about this, um, we realized that we needed to um, come up with a plan for her ninth birthday. Um, and she held a, a shoe drive. Um, She incorporated a business because in the state of Illinois, you cannot fundraise when not being registered with the Attorney General's office, and her business is heavenly souls for the souls, got about 2,000 shoes that were sent um, out to souls to souls to to give out. She also uh, raised about $250 for shipping. So she was my reason for doing this because she's always got me on my toes and always thinking of new ways to, um, (laughs) sorry guys, that's my granddaughter in the background. Um, like I said, it's a house full of us so she can't help herself but to talk. <laughs> um I but Darriana always part of the
0: quarantine process, just, right? Having it's part of the quarantine and- process.
1: <laughs> right. You might catch me online, um, with kids at the desk doing homework. Her, um, on a tablet or something in the background if I'm doing Skype for business, it's just part of my normal life right now. Um, but yeah, it was that one reason because of Dariana and her love for the homeless and her always thinking of ways to help them. Like last year we gave out um, sleeping bag coats um, to people on the street because in Chicago it's cold and we wanted yeah. something that would keep them warm. And then my husband is a youth pastor and I've seen a lot of churches, um, especially in the African American community, that don't necessarily know how to run a church correctly. Um, so those are my two reasons. I want to make sure we were doing things um, in order for our ministry. And doing things in order for dariana
0: that, and that's awesome, Tony. and the uh, one thing I was thinking about is you're telling the story of you know your large family that you're, that you're supporting, and I know you have a busy life at KPMG. How did you squeeze in any time to get a master's degree amidst all, uh, amidst all this in your life?
1: With very little sleep and a great husband <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I did stay up a lot of nights, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning to get my homework done, but my husband and um, even my daughter, Jessica, in Atlanta, they pushed me through it. When I was tired, I didn't want to do it anymore, I didn't understand what they were talking about in these financial numbers. They were the ones to say, okay, you can do this, or grade papers for me, check over them. And then my KPMG team as well, my partners were amazing. When it came time for me to learn um, accrual math. Um Brian Heckler sat down in his office with me and said, bring your book in and let's go through this. And uh, over a few lunch periods, he taught me what I needed to know to be able to understand nonprofit um, financial statements, which was awesome because it wasn't something he had to do, but he was happy to do it. And I really appreciate him for that. Well,
0: shout out to Brian Heckler on that. And hopefully we can get him to listen to the podcast after your after kind words for him.
1: I, I hope he will as well. <laughs>
0: um and uh, so when you're going through all these classes and work um was there any was KPMG did they allow you to work from home at all was there a abbreviated schedule was there anything else they assisted you with to allow you to get everything done in your life
1: there was a time where i was having issues with my heart and it was right around the time that you know my husband made me sit down where i couldn't do anything he wouldn't let like, go outside too much because we were trying to figure out what this problem was um, and the medicine that they gave me um, lowers blood pressure, and I already have lower blood pressure, um, so it was causing me to stand up and almost faint. And my partner team got together and said, okay, so we figure this issue out. We need for you to work from home. Um, so I pretty much worked a whole month from home while my doctors figure out what medication I should be on or if I should have had surgery, um, which I uh, ultimately ended up having what they call a cardiac ablation. They call it a procedure. And after the procedure, I stayed at home for another week um, because I wasn't allowed to actually leave the house or go upstairs. So my partner team has been amazing. And during that time of staying at home is when I decided that, okay, I need something to do because I obviously can't sit still. Um, <laughs> and that's when I went back to school so they have been a great support i i, I wouldn't be able to do half the stuff that i do without the work life balance that the firm and my partners um allow me to have so kudos to them
0: yeah that's yeah that that their their flexibility is, is incredible and obviously allowed you to have even greater opportunities than than maybe what i had else was, or at least at least more time you know
1: absolutely
0: Um, And then, I guess, uh, in addition to all these different things that you've been doing inside and outside of the office, um, I heard there's a new role that you have that is like an overall KPMG giving role called the Ambassador of
1: Giving. Uh, Can you tell us
0: more about that position?
1: So the Ambassador of Giving works with um, a team of partners, the um, KPMG Gives Council in the Chicago office and with the OMP um, Office and Strategic Manager Sam Rice and we basically put together our yearly campaign to raise money for nonprofit organizations any organization that is considered a 501c3 and that is listed in um, Guidestar.org and what we do is we present it to the employees and the partners to let them give them an opportunity to give back to things they care about So, for me, you know, I mentioned Marshall Dimes. I also am a big advocate of the American Heart Association for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, um, I give back to my schools, Eastern Illinois University and North Park, but other people have different organizations that they are passionate about, and we want them to have an opportunity to give back to those organizations as well. You know, we are big supporters of KPMG of KFFL, so they can give a KFFL, they can give to their alma mater. all these different places, and we want them to be able to show their passion. And then we also understand that some people are not able to give, and they might want to give time. So this year we kind of collected volunteer hours to determine how many of our people um, would like to use those 12 volunteer hours that KPMG gives us to give back in some other way. Um, and this year the the campaign was a really good success, we raised $2.4 million, um, the largest amount. Of on the country, so I thought it was great, and it gave me an opportunity to use the skills that I got my degree in to help the office, which was awesome.
0: Well, I mean, that's incredible—two point four million. I mean, in the Chicago office alone, um, yeah. Congratulations on that, Tony. That's quite an accomplishment.
1: Thanks. It took a team to do it, and I—I—I um, I, I think that. That's one of the great things with our you know, our new culture initiatives is that it took everyone to accomplish that goal. Even though um, Sam Rice and I did the background work, but it took the whole Chicago office.
0: Well, hats off to the whole Chicago office then here. But Absolutely. Special congrats to you, though. Thank you. Um, so after everything you've told us in the last few minutes here, with uh, the busy family life you have, as and and bring and taking on more with inside and outside of work with your church and with uh, heavenly souls for the souls and now with the kbmj ambassador for giving it sounds like you have a lot on your plate i mean how do you keep going like have you ever think about giving up
1: so yes all the time i am a very human person um having eight people in your house is not necessarily a stressless job um and i support um, a global partner and a national partner, so my mind is always going. Um, but what keeps me going when I feel like that is my girls. My whole goal in life is to set an example before them. I spoke to you earlier about my daughter, Demia. Demia's life has not been on the the path she's wanted it to go. She's still working on getting her GED and some things done. And if I stop, then that gives her a right to say, I can stop as well. And That's not what I want for any of them. They all have different paths, but I want them to see that you can achieve any goal that you want if you just don't give up. You might get pushed back. You might get frustrated. You might be feeling like, oh my God, this is just too overwhelming and too hard. And it's okay to feel that way. Just don't quit and don't give up. So being an example for my girls is what keeps me going. I
0: love it. I love it. Well, uh, before I let you go here, Tony, we're gonna do uh, something we like to call lightning round. So I'm gonna ask you a few quick questions. Just let me know first thing that comes to mind, and uh, we'll see see if we can catch you on your toes here a little bit. So, okay, you ready for that? I'm ready. All right. What's the last book you've read?
1: Um, it's called Church Closed by my um, pastor, Dr. Matthew Stevenson. Church Closed, Okay. Um,
0: are you an early riser or a night owl?
1: Night owl, definitely.
0: Yeah, maybe got to be an early riser with, with the whole house you got now, but... <laughs> um, favorite food? Um, bananas. Bananas. Yes. Um, most useful product in your life right now?
1: My phone, because I can keep a calendar and a schedule in it.
0: <laughs> what kind of phone you got?
1: I am an Apple person, so I have an um, eight.
0: And who is one person that when they know you're on this podcast will be most likely to listen?
1: Oh, that's definitely Jessica Price. Um, Jessica's the one who brought me into the firm, and we have a relationship inside and out. And then I also think my partners will listen to it as well.
0: Well, awesome. Hopefully we'll get a lot of people in the office to listen to, Tony. That would be great. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on the podcast. We appreciate uh, your candid story and and, uh, telling us about really kind of the inspiring things you and your family are doing in the world right now. Thank you for listening to the Shy Chat Podcast. For more information on the March of Dimes or anything else you heard on today's podcast, please reach out to Tony Lattimore at llattimore at kpmg.com. If you like what you heard, spread the word about the show. And if you or someone you know has a great story that you think we should hear about, please contact Aaron Bailey at ebailey at kpmg.com or myself at praimholt at kpmg.com.